Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, Blood and Black Lace, a 1964 giallo film directed by Mario Bava, and Le Boucher, The Butcher, a 1970 psychological horror film directed by Klaus Charbara. Although I would call it calling it a psycho- I wouldn't call it a horror film. Uh, both of these are not horror movies. Uh, thrillers, I guess. Thrillers. thrillers. Slashers. Slasher thrillers. But I guess back then, like, how often in cinema did you see, like, people get murdered? Like, very, like, with blood? Like, that's kind of new. So back then it might have been horror. Mm. Because it was yeah. shocking. But to us, we're just desensitized. Yeah, this is, like, normal. What's shocking about the uh, Baba thing is, I suppose, the bad ADR. Although that's not shocking. It's an, it's an Italian film made in the <laughs> 60s. Everybody just speaks. Even though I think most of these actors are American, uh, Cameron Mitchell is in this. Um, I was very surprised to see Cameron Mitchell's name pop up. I didn't know he was in a... Well, why Why is it... Why, I mean, it's kind of like a staple of the genre, but why is it that way? Why, why do you think that is? Oh, for the mm-hmm. bad... I think it's just because it makes it easy... Because uh, if Italy is known to be cheaper to shoot in Italy, it probably warrants a lot of international cast and crew coming in. So I guess if you have an Italian director attached, the, they probably would thought think it's just easier not to make sure to make everybody, like... Just speak their own language as opposed to everybody trying to like sync everybody up and then just dub it over mm-hmm. later. If it's all going to be dubbed anyways, which I guess is what they will do, right? If for English films, then why not? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if it just makes the shoot go a little bit easier. I guess that's why. But here's a fun fact. One of the actresses in the Baba film, um, the one who gets her face mm-hmm. burned off, she is unintentional, like uncredited as, but she's actually the real screenwriter for this movie because the initial script was so bad because it's written by like an Italian speaker, uh, not a real, like who's not really fluent mm-hmm. in English. The, the actress who is fluent in both Italian and, and English took a look at the script, mm-hmm. saw that it was basically not, not watchable. And uh, at the director's like, uh, it's like, can you do me a favor? She rewrote it. So I thought that was really cute. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, this movie has my favorite opening credits ever. They're they're pretty. Oh, say like I like I like I like it so much just because of the opening credits of everybody being posed and all the names. Like it's so beautiful. It's so stylish. I love the music. Although for a for a film that is the first Giallo film. I mean, this is the first one. This is the first Giallo, like technically, I think. Oh, Gento didn't do it first. It's the first one done in that sort of style. No, that's him. I believe it's him. I believe it's like him. And then like Argento did like Burger Crystal Plumage. He perfected it. Mm. He perfected it. Before a Giallo film, this one's kind of like a almost making fun of Giallo films. Because Giallo films is all about like there's like a psychological sexual twist to the murders. And this one's all about deconstructing that. But how is it deconstructing it? If it's the first one, exactly. So it's not exactly. So that's so. so it's, well, I in, it unintentionally. I think it's it, I just say. trying to create a new genre, which it's not doing that well. And like because we're looking mm. at it from the from the future, it, it, you see it as a deconstruction, <laughs> but it's not. But no, they just it's just the first time they were doing it, and they didn't quite figure it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful though, very colorful. I wish movies are still allowed to like look like this. And be as fun and stylish. It's it's colorful. It's uh it's very colorful, and I think there's a lot of effort put into the production design and stuff like that. That kind of I think carries it over from the uh, you know um, the kind of uh, really pulpy script. Like I wasn't even paying attention to the plot. Like it was like oh okay, so she's dead, and it's probably this guy or. Mm-hmm. 
It's the plot doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it's just beautiful looking, and the mask is so cool looking, and the hook hand, and the you know that that kind of stuff is where it gets me.、Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed that, but it wasn't like you know about character or <laughs> anything else. Like they were all just interchangeable and disposable. Whereas I I think、yeah. uh, the butcher was.、Uh, Is a bit like you know more、yes. more the other side of it, and kind of looked beautiful as well. Yes, inks stylistic extremes.、Mm-hmm. Well, the other the other spectrum, right? It's it's shot very naturalist. It looks very naturalistic. I, it's and I agree, it is shot very beautifully. I love the the small French、uh, southern France. It feels like it feels a lot sunnier with like the caves and everything. I just、um, yeah. What what do you think about is the the visual meaning about behind all those caves in the busher right with the opening credits and like the old the, it's the ancient these ancient caves and I forgot what those are called those uh the things that form oh、like、the stalactites、kind of stalactites yes、mm-hmm. which ones stalactites yes. Um, those there's a lot of shots of those, and I I guess visually they imply a sense of menace. It's kind of that's kind of what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, maybe, but I I thought because of the cave drawings and her discussing like、uh, you know the、uh, what what was yeah it, like, the the like the phase before、uh, us that I thought that was like kind of to highlight this like okay underlying like tendency or or like this、uh, impulse to kill like he's. You know to to talk about that because he was like talking about the war and how he saw truckloads of corpses and kind of like the true nature of what humanity is. And I、mm-hmm. think the cop tells her that at one point, like the detective, he's like, "Oh, you don't know what you know real what humanity is actually like when、mm-hmm. we,、uh, you know, we see this in our job day to day." So I、uh, I thought it was about that. I thought that's what the caves and the the opening credits were. Or kind of you know talking about or that、mm-hmm. or or signaling that. Or it's also it's like kind of maybe just universal themes that like even when we like back then when they didn't even have like a society they'd probably still have like this pain and war and fighting、mm-hmm. in the same way and cutting up animals.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Was that upsetting, Michelle? <laughs> a little. <laughs> I really thought because you know the the bit near the end where the cat was meowing,、mm-hmm. I really thought he was gonna kill the cat, and I was gonna like,、oh, I, was, no. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, no, <laughs> but I don't think he did. Yeah, I thought that too. I was、uh, confused as to why have the cat meow and then not address it at all. But I I I really enjoyed their their like friendship and their conversations and stuff like that. That was something that I liked.、Mm. I liked how they kind of like found something in each other, and I like the little like misdirection they have with the lighter. Like、mm. it's a bit、yes. of mystery there, but not really. <laughs> what did you think? Because like the title of the film is the butcher, so it kind of、mm-hmm. gives yeah, it away、yeah. who it、mm. is. Because yeah, that's true. But do you think that like kind of ruins it or not? No, because you kind of don't want it to be. Because it's also kind of a romance, mm-hmm. romance mm-hmm. right? Because their relationships developing, and he seems like a genuinely okay guy when they're talking. Other than when he murders inter- people. That's not true. Other than when he murders. <laughs> other than when he murders people. Yeah, that's not true.、Um, I don't know. Other than that, he, 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 but, but that's kind of what the movie's interrogating, right? Like that was really nice of him. 
You know, I didn't yeah. know that you should never use garlic with lamb. So that was something I learned. <laughs> I exactly, exactly. He, he he learned something new from it, and he seems genuinely kind of remorseful that he had to commit all those murders. He seems like he couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But that that was kind of the main difference、uh, between both movies. Like the obvious one that you don't know the killer, and the other one you do know the killer and. In the,、yeah. the butcher, more or less. Although for the Bava one, did you figure out who it was? I didn't. Kind of, Michelle said it was obvious, right? And you figured it out. Um, I mean, it wasn't obvious straight away, but I knew as soon as they kept mentioning like it's a man, it's obviously a man, and all sorts of like that. Then it's like, okay, it's obviously a woman. <laughs> they were lingering <laughs>、yeah. on the fact that it's so mannish and horrible that it、yeah. had to be a woman.、Mm-hmm. I thought the kills were pretty cool. Yeah, the torture scene. Pretty creative. Although I I I like how like it's before like the、uh, before the killing actually starts is shot all with like a very steady flowing camera, especially with the first kill. But the moment it starts, the violence starts. It becomes like more handheld and more fr- frantic. I thought that was the, there adds a sense of like genuine immediacy and terror to the violence.、Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really quite kind of a nice touch. Cinematography in general for both of these films are quite. Striking. I would say Bava kind of wins out just by the sh- sheer amount of colors that he throws into each scene with reckless、mm-hmm. abandon. I I love it. It's also it's like set in like fashion house or what's it called?、Mm-hmm. Yes, it's set、so、in. That's a, a great excuse. Beautiful, beautiful fashion. Yes, dresses and stuff like that. And also the、Animals. amazing reaction shots.、Mm-hmm. This movie has some of my favorite reaction shots. That shot when、uh, a character puts a diary. In her handbag, and then it cuts、mm. to eight characters turning around to look at that handbag. Oh yeah, just, yeah. They cut、uh, eight times, like it was like. I also love the scene when she's leaving and the handbag vanishes behind the thing. You know, and she、mm-hmm. she grabs it. That、yeah. was really cool. But the,、uh, the butcher has its like cool moments as well. Like the hand when they find the second body. You know, and that slows you、oh, in on that.、Yeah. That was really.、Cool. So it had like some beautiful shots in it as well. And there's a cold. And I would say like the butcher has this like coldness to、mm-hmm. it. But it is less about、um, the violence. Like even though no, it's about、yeah. the psychological yeah. aspect、mm-hmm. of the violence. I guess. Yes,、mm-hmm. I thought all the kids were adorable. Like she, they seem like real kids, and she seems like a, like the acting is really really good in、oh, the butcher, I, I,、um, as opposed to the Baba one where the acting is kind of all over the place, and you can't really tell anyways because it's dubbed. Yeah. Everyone's kind of terrible by by nature, but in the in the butcher, it's all kind of about it's a character study for both of them, right? She kind of as her suspicion mounts, she but she doesn't go to the police exactly because she kind of doesn't want to believe it. And I like his reasoning in the end, even though you know he's an unforgivable killer. The way he describes like the blood and the color of it, like that's it's all the same, kind of haunting. It's all the same, and like he's a man who's been scarred or definitely scarred by war and. The, and he has a, and has like a genuine compulsion for violence. Yeah, I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't. I thought it was gonna be like a a slower slasher movie. I wasn't expecting it to be like gen- like kind of a sad, tragic love story. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see the、uh, you know ta- the subject matter tackled in these very different ways. And we'll see how it can take it. Just take its time. Like the first like fifteen minutes of the butcher is just dedicated to them first meeting at the wedding. <laughs> Most movies, you won't see a movie these days pulling that. Spent the first fifteen、uh, minutes on the first scene. Yeah, 
in an 80 minute movie 88 minute like i love that kind of stuff though because you know you get to like hang around the environment and see what yeah it's just a hangout and there's so there's enough attention paid to like the setting and like you really feel like you're in the village and and all that stuff is great when Um, then when stuff happens you feel yeah you're like oh shit mm, the tranquility of like the small town is shattered by like yeah I don't know like how much of a like comparison it is or not but because like because she I mean she mentioned the fact that some boy broke her heart like 10 years ago and like and how she Mm. dealt with that was that she just didn't want to be with anyone else and so she like closed herself off but then he I mean a lot different pain and a lot more grander scale the fact that the war is like affected him so much but instead of like he doesn't close himself off, he just like takes out his own pain on other people yeah. instead. Oh, yeah, he projects yeah. it well with disaster, with deadly results. Because mm-hmm. they never really go into it; they just kind of give the fact that it hit the war traumatized him, and that's his justification. Yeah, I felt like the ending didn't land perfectly for me. Just hmm. like when he's like, I've also. killed myself. And oh, like, yeah. just because of <laughs> And that made him change. I don't know. Yeah, it's... The power of a good woman, Michelle. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, the the fact that uh, he's like so ashamed of himself because he kind of uh, sees what he is in her eyes is sort mm-hmm. of like, okay, he's, he's trying to redeem himself in some way. And that's kind of a cop. This guy's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he can't be redeemed. <laughs> that's the whole point. And him kiss and her kissing him and stuff like that. That's. I mean, obviously, it's like maybe you. It's taking a stance that's like okay, we're we're kind of seeing the human condition for what it is. This like awful thing that could end up being a disaster through just luck and circumstance. And that's you know a nuanced mm. way to think about things, but. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it lands as well. I. I. I don't think he would do that. Like the character that they set up, yeah. that that feels not in character at all. So mm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I agree with, with you, Michelle. What do you think should have happened? That he would have murked her. Michelle, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think she would. He probably should have killed her. But then that's too dark of an ending. <laughs> like I that think, wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, he or, or the, he, or he tried to kill tried. her and then she gets away. Yeah, or yeah. she killed him. Yeah, she, or she kills yeah. him. I think that's the only like that would have. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. But that and then and then she's blamed for the murders because they find the switchboard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two lighters, <laughs> which I guess is relevant. That's too much yeah. plot. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I kept wondering like what she would have done afterwards because I mean she's the only one who knew. That she mur- he he murdered them people. So mm-hmm. would she have gone to the police and said he was the murderer? He confessed, or just like left it so mm-hmm. that people she knew and were friends with would never mm-hmm. know who killed their wife and their daughter or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. What would she do? That's one thing. Also, the thing I kept thinking about was he leaps to such a weird conclusion by finding that lighter. Couldn't she have just bought two <laughs> lighters or something? Or had a lighter that looked so he's oh, like yeah, oh she must have found <laughs> it and then she knows that i have like it was it was just such a weird thing to think but you know whatever that's not the point of it yeah i, I she wrestles with the question i think for a bit 
and then she finds the lighter mm -hmm. and then she he he shows her that he has the other lighter so i think he kind of you know kind of uh threw her off the scent and or threw her off the trail or <laughs> and that i mean it's not her fault if she hadn't said anything to anyone at that point right or would it have been still kind of obvious to her and she's trying to fool herself into thinking it's not him but then if he had killed someone else and she knew mm -hmm. then that's kind of not completely her fault but she could have stopped that yeah that's true because he he says to her at the in the stairwell he's like what did you think was gonna happen it's just gonna stop yeah and i think that was like kind of a veiled conversation like they both knew what was going on i don't know yeah yeah well well it's good we uh, learned a lot of things never use garlic with lamb <laughs> and uh and if you're going to marry someone <laughs> make sure uh it's out in the public and uh so they don't try to murder a bunch of people uh, because they owe debts and then blame you for the murder yeah so on that note we should take a break probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes of course <laughs> And we're back! Now, step right up, ladies and gentlemen, seven reels, seven reels, and we only can rate... Okay, well, let's just rate these films. I forgot my, I forgot my opening. <laughs> Yusuf, this was your pick this week. What are your ratings? I'm gonna do four for The Butcher mm. and three for Blood and Black Lace. Mm -hmm. Michelle? I'm gonna do five for The Butcher and two for Blood and Black Lace, mostly because... Mm. So just the characters in Blood and Black Lace were not developed at all. They just mm. felt like they were there. That's it. Kind of agree with that. Mm. Well, I'm going to give four to Blood and Black Lace just because I love the opening credits so much. Just because I love like this. It, I had so much fun. I rewatched the opening credits again just to see how he stages all these actors to look as cool as possible. So just for the stylistic touches alone and kind of wins wins me over just a little bit more i still really really enjoyed the butcher so that's my rating which brings us to what we have watched this week who wants to take it away you guys should start i watched ozark season four mm. um there aren't that many episodes uh it's really good and it's it's really good i have to say it's it's really really good it i think each season has like been progressively more getting a bit, bit better is let they they rely less on just like the pure shock value of like oh no the cartels kill people this time it's all just really just about the characters i thought ozark was uh, about Jason a Bateman. spaceship <laughs> no it sounds like no, it was a name like Ozark. Ozark is not about to space. Ozark is like, uh, it's Jason Bateman's show. And he has proven to be quite a talented director and showrunner and actor. And uh, director in terms of like, he knows that he went to also let his co-star shine. Uh, Laura Linney, who plays his wife, is amazing in this season. Like genuinely one of the best performances I've ever seen on television. Mm. Or just like, she's so good. So good. Yeah, I would recommend it. It's only part one, so it's the final season, but they're splitting in two. I greatly, I would recommend it. It's fun television. And it's truly like, I think the one thing Netflix has, like, it's like, shit, they kept the quality up. Michelle, what have you watched? I watched Bergman Island. Not the documentary, Ooh, the new film. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I really liked it. It's I think it's still accessible if you don't know much about Bergman because you'll get a little bit more out of it. 
but if not, it's like very meta. It's not that funny. It's, it's a bit sad. The uh, cultural perception of Bergman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not that much. He's just kind of in the background, in the kind of what everyone knows is Bergman Island, but it isn't Bergman Island because other people live there. <laughs> Yeah, and the film kind of plays around with that too, right? Because mm. like you also associate it with like his legacy, but like it's also just a place that inspired him. So maybe that place holds like more value than I liked it as well. It has the girl from Phantom Thread in it. She was really good. That's Vicky Creeps. Yusuf, what have you watched this week? I watched Aziz Ansari nightclub comedian. That's all I watched. Of his new stand-up? Yeah, it's like 30 minutes. It's pretty good, I think. Uh, oh, thir- okay, good. Yeah, it's really short and sweet. And it's the uh, only distracting thing is that it's clearly filmed over like different days. And so the audience members change and it's like an intimate setting. So you kind of see where people are sitting and then all of a sudden it's just oh, a batch so it of obvious. people. Yeah, but, but it's still like, I saw some, you know, think pieces that were like, Aziz Ansari's empty... Uh, um, you know, sincerity and stuff like that. It's, uh, uh, it didn't feel like that. It felt like, uh, you know, no. a, a funny, short, like, sweet kind of look at what's going on in the culture. And it was light. And I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that it's short. I really do, because I think a lot of stand-up specials now are just people talking and like 40 to 50 minutes of no jokes and stupid. And it just becomes them complaining. And you're like, why am I listening to you? yeah complain yeah tell me a joke uh, <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i did it, so it wasn't uncomfortable like listening to because you know like what what with his uh semi cancel as he's semi cancellation a couple of years ago did, does it like does he kind of address that or does he i think he addressed it in the one before this because I felt very uncomfortable about the new Louis C.K. Not the, the latest one, but the one he did, like, as, like, the big comeback. I, was oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. But, but, yeah. but the the one before this, the Aziz Ansari one, it was uh, Spike Jones filmed it. And it looks gorgeous. Ooh. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. That sounds good. It's like, uh, it's, like, up close on him, and you could see into backstage as he's, uh, you know, performing. So it's it very cool. Although Russell, our friend, uh, said... Uh, why would they do that? That's pointless. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not very <laughs> interesting. So that's all I watched. I I took my lizard back to the pet store this week, and the guy was like, because it kept walking on its back legs, and the guy was like, "This isn't a lizard. It's a stand-up chameleon." You <laughs> said, "Tell you a joke." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is kid Steve hank green i didn't come with that that's great i kept thinking of it. i was like well, she has a lizard <laughs> like, I, I, was, I was just waiting i was like okay i, I, know, just... I, I, I knew i threw everyone that's what we watched this that's what we watched this week which brings us to our recommendations Yusuf, do you have a recommendation of mine? Well, Zodiac, this panic recommendation. Oh, that's a good that's one. Good. Damn, that's uh, a good one. Damn it. Okay, yeah, it's a good, good serial killer movie. The, the Zodiac, <laughs> is, Zodiac is a good companion piece. Mm. What was what the Argento film we did? I always wanted to say Red uh, Dawn. We did but Deep it's not Red. Dawn. Deep Red. <laughs> red. I yeah, recommend you watch that and then listen to our episode on it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm going to loop even further back and say you watch Peeping Tom. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Because that's kind of similar. 
That's like mm-hmm. an, a Baby and Home is like an, a, a, a mix Butcher of both one. of these films. Yeah, and this one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Actually, it has the stylistic point. like uh, touches of like the the, uh, the giallo, but also has the kind of more intimate and character study stuff from the Butcher. It's a good mix. I would recommend watching that, and after watching it, listening to our episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So next week it's my turn to pick. It's my turn to pick. I am going to go with two films that are deeply connected to each other. Number one is Dragon in uh, 1964, 5, 65 film directed by King Hu. Uh, it's a, it's a action slash Eastern Western film. You'll see what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, the closest companion piece is The Hateful Eight, if everybody in The Hateful Eight Ooh. knows Kung Fu. That's how I will describe it, wow. at least for the first half. And then the second half becomes an action movie, but... the it's great. This the second film exciting. I want to recommend is called Goodbye Dragon Inn. Um, it's directed, it's 2000, 1990s, well, in the 90s, directed by Timing. Yeah, another Taiwanese director. And it's about a theater that only plays Dragon Inn. And it's the theater's last day in business. And it's just about the characters, the little moments that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, yeah. Is it, so is it called Dragon our, Inn or Dragon End? No, Dragon Inn. Inn. Okay. It's an Inn. I N N. And both of these are single location films. I guess that's also another like uh, similarity. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Yes. Keep it real. You. Michelle, do you have any parting words? Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Ciao, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Seventh Reel is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening.